You know there's a way for nurses to start a business, but there's so many moving pieces. Cut to the crap. It's time to go right to the source and get real about what's working in business and marketing for nurses with your host, the founder of Nursepreneurs, Katie Harris. Thanks, everybody, for uh, coming today. I have Robin Alex. He is the founder and CEO of Innovate Fast. This is an, an award-winning, full-service marketing agency based in Dallas, Texas. You're very lucky because it's snowing up here in Philadelphia, so I'm jealous. But uh, <laughs> their primary objective is helping medical practices, cash practices, aesthetic practices grow by increasing their revenue and exposure in the marketplace through innovative digital and traditional marketing techniques. And they work with many clients ranging from small businesses all the way up to major publicly held uh, organizations. And you guys have recently launched Patient Rush, which is a system in helping medical clinics and practices generate new patients through platforms. So Robin, thank you so much for, uh, for doing this today. I'm, I'm really excited to talk to you. Thank you, thank you. Um, so, you know, in this group, we have quite a mix of, of, of people, um, of nurses who some have started their business already, some of them have, are thinking about a business, some of them aren't sure about where to go uh, with the business. So it's, it's quite a range, um, and some are, like I said, well-established uh, entrepreneurs or nursepreneurs um, already working in the group. And, you know, the, I think the biggest point for all of us has always been, okay, I set up my business, uh, you know, now where are all, where are all the, the clients? <laughs> where do they come from? Okay. And it's like this huge um, uh, thing with um, marketing, like, oh, yeah, I forgot about marketing. <laughs> like, um, what, what is your advice for, like, some newbies and and what is your thought on how to get started with marketing? Yeah, you know, it, it's interesting. Like I come from, you know, my family, like my mom is a nurse, my aunt's a nurse, like everybody in our family is a nurse, nurse practitioner, <laughs> doctors, everything. and I see it all the time because it, it's interesting. A lot of nurses and stuff like that are very entrepreneurial and have very lofty visions of how they want to serve the community, serve the world and provide impact through, you know, and of course turn it into a business. Um, but yeah, sales and marketing is always an afterthought because in the traditional space with nurses and, and just in the medical space, you're used to insurance referrals or people just naturally finding you, right? But now what we're seeing in the marketplace, it's, that doesn't happen anymore, right? Like, and, and a lot of people are moving away from insurance, right? They're moving to cash practices or they're starting aesthetic practices or, uh, you know, ancillary where it's health and wellness, but it's not really a medical you know, uh, business in itself, they struggle with that component. Um, but they're the greatest at delivery, right? Like that's, they're the best nurses, the best practitioners, the best at all that. But sales and marketing is a completely different business in itself. And the ones that are trying to figure it out are actually the ones that get away from the delivery. Like it's hard to do both. Right. And so what we, what we found is there's a couple of things that I would really recommend, you know, businesses doing themselves, but at, at the end of the day, there's some stuff that you really need to either bring someone in house to help with or hire some, you know, an agency that really knows how to do it. Um, 
I hope that answered your question. I kind of <laughs> yeah, no, because it's it's something like it's, but especially like for the solopreneur, it's like you're when you first start out, it's like you feel like you have to do everything, and and uh, you know maybe you you can't quite afford an agency quite yet. Like, so what what are some of like the beginning structures that you would tell newbies like uh, you got to do these things first uh, just to get the ball rolling? Yep. Yeah, so number one is to set up a Google My Business account. Google is the number one platform out there. Anytime someone does research on you, the first place they were looking is Google, right? They're gonna search you, see what your credentials are. So you wanna gain as much tra you know, attention that you can through Google. And so Google has a free platform called Google My Business. And they're, just so that everyone knows, they are actually building this product out to compete against Yelp. Oh, wow, well, really? Yeah, so you know, if you go to Google right now and you try to find something, Yelp is usually one of the top results. Mm -hmm. Well, in two, three years, Google can easily say, look, we have our own traffic, we don't need Yelp, so you know, let's kind of push them off to the side. And so my recommendation, mostly if you're a new business, is to get strong on Google. And so set up your Google My Business so that you get, if someone looks you up on Google Maps, if someone Googles you, you on the right-hand side, it'll show your business with your business picture, their address and everything. Um, that is number one that you should do because that's free and you can get listed very quickly just through that platform. And you should be collecting reviews from every single person and having them put the reviews on Google as well. Yeah, that that's, you know, and that's huge too because, you know, and it's a good um, a good indicator, like, because platforms come and go, and and while we think that, you know, that Yelp is never going to go anywhere, just what you said, you know, basing your entire review system on Yelp sounds like a really bad idea at this point. Yeah, mostly when everyone goes to Google to search Yelp just to get to Yelp, right? <laughs> so you might as well go to the top source, and the top source is free. That's that's awesome. Um, what about some other like organic ways of building up name brand recognition and, and marketing techniques? Yeah. So, you know, the, the, the way that the world is shifting is that everyone is trying to be as connected as possible. Um, it's really hard to have that separation of personal versus business. Um, and really, you know, not showing behind the scenes actually hurts a lot of businesses. And so what that means is definitely posting, and using platforms like Instagram and Facebook, Pinterest, or whatever platforms where your ideal clientele, patients, wherever they are, you really need to understand that and then make sure you're using the platform that they're on. And you know, leveraging that to the fullest capability is gonna help businesses skyrocket. Yeah, no, that, that's really important. And the personal versus business, like that's something that comes up a lot because, you know, we all think we're posting on our, our Facebook page and, and, you know, that stuff gets found. Like if somebody starts Googling your name, <laughs> you know, that stuff easily gets found. And if you're like ranting political crap and, and that kind of stuff, it's, it's like a huge negative for your business, you yeah, know, it, no it, matter it, what side you're on, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's this weird thing of, I think if you're a business owner, you have to start realizing that if you want to make money, you have to somewhat tone that down. And it's not that you can't express your thoughts or anything, but it is a representation of your business as well. And if you're okay with cutting out 
50% of the audience because of your political viewpoints, then go ahead and post it. But it's very hard to turn away that business, right? And it, it's, and you don't have to turn it away by just not posting, posting your politi- political thoughts or personal thoughts or whatever, and just kind of keep that to yourself. Right. Um, so, you know, how, how would you recommend that people start building connections um, for their, their marketing platform um, when, they're, when they're first getting started? Yeah, so when you're starting out, um, let's say if your ideal clientele is someone, you know, age 35 to 50, and, you know, women, for example, the best platform that we're seeing is going to be Facebook that allows engagement. Um, if you create your own business page, you need to invite as many of your core audience that's connected to you directly into that page. Now, that could be friends, family, or whatever. For Facebook looks at that algorithm to figure out, okay, we're gonna, we want to help push your page out there because if we can give you a little bit of traction, the next step for you is you're going to start paying us, us being Facebook, to do advertising with them. So they want to give you a little push there. Um, so once you do that first push, Facebook will start promoting it to other people who are very similar organically. And the metric that we're seeing is that they want to get you up to 200 to 300 followers to your page. So they will naturally push that. Now on your page, you need to create engagement. And that's where you need to do posts where, where it's factual information about your product and services. Um, and Facebook really wants you to have video. Video is number one. So just like this, we're doing a Facebook Live. Everyone has a $1,000, $2,000 phone, right? That's basically a $2,000 camera. Yeah. <laughs> Hit the Facebook Live button on there or turn on the video and go live. Or just do a video of something going on in, in your office, your practice, or whatever. That is That small thing, Facebook will push it out to what they call the edge system they'll push it out to 1% further of your reach to get more people into your ecosystem. So Facebook is helping you out, but, but you have to use the platforms to get that help. Right. And I think that's kind of like the hardest part, like one of the hardest lessons that I actually learned because I thought, well, I'm going to be on Facebook and YouTube and Pinterest and Instagram and blah, whatever else uh, platform. But it's a, it's a lot of work, uh, you know, trying to keep up with all of this stuff and doing Facebook videos um, and then doing Instagram TV videos and then, you know, all this stuff. And all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, there's so much to do. And you, yeah, you shut down. And that's why I, I like to say just figure out where your ideal clientele is, like understand who you want to come into your business and then figure out what is the platform that 80% of them is on and focus your attention to that 80%, right? You don't need to be on all platforms, at least not starting out, right? You just need to own one platform and be the best at it. Once you get that going, then you can start figuring out how to scale it up to other platforms. So how do you use these platforms to, um, help medical practices or these aesthetic practices grow the revenues? Yeah. So um, a lot of what we do, um, we have a couple of main packages. We, we've trimmed it down with our new patient rush system, but really what, what we've done is we know that the audiences exist on platforms like Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube or whatever. We are one of those agencies that has access to that data that, you know, Facebook had the data issue of, 
at, you know, Cambridge Analytica, where they had so much data. We're one of those agencies that has access to that. So we can target people based on financials, um, you know, demographics, what kind of cars they have, how many credit cards they own, um, their credit limit, their credit score, things like that. We can target people very specifically. We run paid traffic to those individuals for offers that a business may have. So it could be services, it could be whatever. And we want to drive people to these offers and we collect their name, email, phone number. Once we collect that information, we're doing a couple of different things. We actually have an automated platform that we created that will call the front desk of a business or, you know, let's say it's a medical practice. We'll call the front desk and say, Hey, you have a new person who's interested. That person's name is Katie Harris. Press one and we'll connect you. Oh, wow. So one and it calls the, that lead. Now, if, if they call you and, and you answer, start having the conversation about, hey, we know that you're interested in this offer. You know, can we get you scheduled in? Now, if you don't answer, all the front desk has to do is hang up. And then our system will call that person again and leave a voicemail drop. So if you think about it, you look at your phone, you'll have two missed calls and a voicemail. So now they're like, what's going on? This must be critical. So they're going to pay more attention to that. Then from there, we're doing automated sequences of text messaging. So, hey, this is XYZ practice. We'd love to see you come in um, or, you know, from this offer. When can we get you scheduled in? And the whole point of the system is to get that appointment schedule. We don't want to talk about any, you know, patient data or anything because really all of that is handled in the office, right? Because you don't know until you see someone in person to really help them. So all we're doing is just trying to get a, a soft commitment of when can we get you scheduled in, then the practice can take over with their systems and get them scheduled in and take care of them and provide the best delivery that they can. I, I got to say that's huge because I, I can't tell you how many medical practices it's like, I can't even, all I want to do is schedule an appointment or something simple like that. And, you know, for this to, they're actively coming to you and saying, Hey, schedule the appointment. It's a, it's a much different a much different paradigm than, than what we're used to as opposed to you have to call and wait on hold for 10 minutes and then you get kind of a rude admin that's like, what do you want and why are you calling? <laughs> just- yeah, yeah. It's, it's crazy how that model just shifts so much and really the, the intent of the call changes as well, right? Because it's someone who's hot, ready, they just really want the services or product, right? And not you trying to facilitate them and get them understanding all this sort of stuff. Like we're, we're trying to eliminate that whole conversation. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah that, that sounds awesome. And has that worked for certain practices more so than others or? No, we're seeing that as the consistent theme with all the practices that we've worked with as far as bringing in patients in the door. Um, that's the fastest way to, to cash, to helping other people in the community, things like that. That's our, tried and true system. And we built out a whole software application that actually does this. Um, through that, as uh, what we're also seeing now is that the world, the, you know, uh, your audience is getting smarter. So when they see offers on Facebook or Instagram or whatever, they don't necessarily opt into those right away. Like they don't give up their name. They used to years ago, right? Now it's, well, let me do some research on this business. Right. Right. So now instead of clicking the offer, you click the company name and you check out their Facebook profile and you want to see activity. And that's what we were talking about earlier, right? You need to have some fresh content, let people know what's going on. 
so that when someone does their research, they see that you're active and that you're a real business and not some corporate company that, you know, is behind a veil. So they're doing their research there. And the next thing that we see individuals doing is clicking the website. And sometimes they're going to Google or they're clicking straight off of Facebook or whatever to your website. If they're clicking from Google, they need to make sure that your reviews are high, right? Like that's what we we're talking about earlier there. If you don't have good reviews or they can't find you on there, they start questioning, is this even in my area? Are they just, you know, is this someone on the other side of the country that's advertising? You want to eliminate those objections that people have. Then when they come to your website, your website has to tell the same story. Right? And so, that, you know, we do website creation for our clients and, and really brand businesses so that on all platforms, it's the same story. Um, but when someone comes to the website, they want to know that you have the authority, you know that what you're talking about is legit, and it doesn't look like an advertisement. They want to feel like you're giving them tried, true, factual information and not, you know, trying to slip something by them. So if you have the whole story put together, you will see businesses just skyrocket. Yeah, I think that's really important, the consistency, because, you know, when, when you see like an advertisement for this, and then you go back to the website and it has nothing to do with what the ad was, you know, it's just kind of like, it gives you a bad taste. And there's, there's just so many um, companies out there, like, and the bar tends to be pretty low with a lot of these companies because they don't, go to the trouble to make their branding consistent, their message consistent, mm. their all their advertisement, pull it together. It's just kind of like this Frankenstein monster of marketing that they've created. Yeah. I mean, a perfect example, I mean, we're seeing a lot of practices and stuff move over to Groupon. Well, Groupon is branding themselves as Groupon, right? They don't really care about the end business. What they want are the end offers. And when they sell an offer, they want your business to fulfill on that offer, but they're not in it to help drive exposure or anything else beyond that because they're also taking the revenue. Mm -hmm. And with Groupon, they're taking anywhere from 40 to 60% of the revenue, depending on how you negotiate the deal. And the, then I've heard horror stories about that. <laughs> so, you know, they'll promise you that they can bring you a lot of traffic, which they can. The problem is someone is prepaying for their service and they have a printout and saying, I want this service. When they come into your business, they don't want to hear anything else that you, have, you want to pitch them other than claim this offer. Mm -hmm. And they purposely leave their purse or wallet in their car. So even if you tr try to you know, sell them on an upsell or a different product or service you have, they're going to say maybe next time and walk out because they just came in with that piece of paper with Groupon. Right. And, and you can see, you see that in the massage um, arena, like, it's like, all right, well, I'll get this massage for 20 bucks. And, you know, I'm not interested in your membership because I, I can get another massage for another 20 bucks and the next Groupon offer that's going to come through. You walk into that business and you don't even know their name, right? You just right. know their address and you just show up like, I think I get my massage here. Here's my paper. <laughs> right. So like, that's, that's where we want to avoid that and really brand businesses so that they can stand the test of time. Right. Um, so what is, what is your, uh, what is your general thoughts on using paid advertisement? Like when does somebody know that they're ready for paid advertising and, and, um, you know, how much do, do people spend typically? Yeah. So the nice thing about paid advertising digitally, it's far significantly cheaper than traditional marketing. So getting into magazines, getting into billboards, that sort of stuff, it's very expensive and you can't track it. 
And so, you know, when we talk to businesses, we like to wait until they have a little bit of traction and understanding that their services, their processes, and their systems are actually working and they understand who their client avatar is, right? Like they understand their demographics, they understand the type of patient or client that they want in their door. Once they have that, that's when it's a good time to start advertising. Um, you don't have to put in a lot of money into it. Uh, I mean, it could be as minimal as 10 to $30 a day, and that can get you significant results. And that's on Google or Facebook or both? Yeah, uh, really it's mostly Facebook is going to provide the best ROI right now. Um, YouTube is just as strong, if not even better. Um, just because the cool thing about YouTube is that you can run a commercial or, you know, as you watch a YouTube video, it cuts in with a commercial. You can have a minute long video and uh, YouTube will not charge you unless someone watches over 30 seconds. Are so you kidding? If you can get your message across in the first 29 seconds, you can get free videos out there. How crazy is that? That is crazy. <laughs> yeah. And so like, and that's more of a volume game, right? Like if you think of like the attorneys who are on TV, like they had their jingles or their slogan and people just know them because they just play those commercials over and over and over again. You could do that with YouTube for free. Yeah. I've also heard of the, uh, the bumper ads on YouTube as being, you know, pretty popular and very inexpensive. Um, the six second blurps that you see right before yeah. video starts. And Facebook started doing that as well with 15 second videos. Oh really? Okay. On Facebook, we're starting to see cost increase to where it's like anywhere from seven cents to 15 cents per view on YouTube. I mean, we're seeing stuff like half a penny, you know, to two cents per view. So if you put a you know, $500 to YouTube, you're talking about 20, 30,000 views of, to people. That's significant. Mostly if you're talking about and you hyper target it. So it's not to everybody, right? Like that's the problem with traditional marketing. You put a billboard on the highway, they're going to say 50,000 people see it, but 49,500 of those people are not your ideal clientele. Right. Thinking it, think about putting that billboard in a room full of your ideal clientele that is going to be very effective. And that's what we're able to do pragmatically on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Google, and all that. Okay. And you've had the same, uh, or uh, not the same success, but good success on Instagram with ads. Definitely. And really it's just that science and, and psychology and understanding where your clients are. If they are a younger demographic or that's more image based de demographic, Instagram is going to be that platform if they're more social, vocal, and, you know, a little bit older of a demographic, Facebook will be that. Okay. If you, and that's more behavioral based. Now, um, if you're looking for something intent based, I am looking for XYZ service or I need this. That's where Google comes in. So it's a different psychology of why people are using Google for Google ads and YouTube. It's very similar. I am interested or I am looking for this sort of product or service. I want to review on that. Well, those, that's when you need to start advertising on those products and services. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, you have to have a different strategy for each platform. You know, you can't just go into Facebook and dump a bunch of money and, and, uh, and hope that you're going to get results because <laughs> I've, I've heard people doing that and they're like, it didn't work. <laughs> like, right. Well. <laughs> yeah. There's a science into it. And for us, we look at it from an ROI perspective. 
for every dollar that you spend, you need to be making X amount of dollars on the back end, right? So if you put in $200, you need to figure out if you can make at least that $200 back, if not 400 or $1,000 or whatever. Once you get that metric, now you know how to start building an advertising budget. And, you know, if your goal is to make, you know, turn it into a seven figure practice, well, use that metric, right? You spent $200 to make $1,000. Well, to make a million dollars, you need to budget this much in advertising. And now you have a very strategic strategy on how to grow your practice. Uh, that's the the amazing thing I think about um, the this paid advertising on these platforms is that you can like guarantee the amount of people that are going to see um, your ad. You just you have to be willing to pay for it, but at the same time, um, you know if you're getting if I give you a dollar and Facebook gives me a dollar back, you know that's that's a huge success. And you know if you want to put in a hundred thousand and get. 200,000 out. I mean, that's a hundred thousand profit there. And it's, it's, that's a numbers game that it took me a long time to wrap my mind around it. It's like, Oh, how much should I spend on, on Facebook? And it's like, well, you spend as much as you want to make. Yeah, <laughs> basically. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you spend as much as you want to. Yeah. That that's the analogy. Spend as much as you're willing to make. Um, because it's with all these platforms, they are putting in their best effort to help you get results when it's programmed correctly, because if they can help solve that problem for you, for you as a business owner, they know that you're going to give them even more money, right? And so they are trying to figure out all these problems of if you're running paid ads to this service or this product, they're going to, and you use our algorithm to the best that, that you can, they're going to figure out how to optimize it so that today you're putting in $200 to the month. Next month, they want to see you put $1,000 in it. And the mm -hmm. following month, $5,000 and just slowly increase because they know that you're getting results effectively. And on the back end, you need to now start worrying about your delivery process, you know, being the best nurse out there, being the best business owner and making sure that your products are delivering five-star results. Right. Because if you can get the, all these people in the door, but if your customer service and experience stinks, then, you know, it's just kind of wasting money because I mean, yeah, your real money comes from like just the long-term value of your customers coming back and word of mouth and, and that kind of stuff. Exactly. Um, so, you know, doing the, this paid advertising, there's that kind of like, um, oh, uh, you know, I can do it myself type of thing, or, you know, all I have to do is just uh, tinker around in, in Facebook ads. What, what does a marketing agency add additionally? Because it just, it's very, I think when you're confronted with the cost for the first time, it's like, uh, you know, but, um, you know, trying to do this stuff on your own can cost you a, a ton of money as well. So, you know, what are some of the benefits that the agency brings that you can't really get, just yeah, you know, um, because we've done it, like we have the experience, we, we've been there, done it, we've seen it all. When we work with a client, we're able to see results within the first couple of days. I mean, sometimes within 48 hours, right? And yeah, there's a cost to that, but you're paying for our experience and what we're able to bring to the table and building a strategy. A lot of times when business owners are coming in, they're just essentially throwing mud at the wall and seeing what sticks. <laughs> they're not only burning direct cost into it, but they're taking away from their delivery, their business itself. And, you know, when you take away from that time, that's also lost revenue, lost money, because you're not providing your services. 
So what we like to say is we want you to be the best at what you do and let us be the best at what we do so that we can win together. Yeah, and I think that's the shift from, um, you know, when somebody goes from a, a solopreneur to like a real entrepreneur is that shift that, you know what, one, I don't have to do it all, two, I shouldn't be doing it all. <laughs> um, Noreen is asking if you work with clients in Boston area, you, you guys national? Uh, we're actually worldwide. We have clients all over the place. I mean, we recently had a client in Singapore, um, you know, Canada, Mexico. I mean, we, we work with clients all over the place. But you work with small businesses. Uh, I mean, we work with businesses. I mean, we one of our clients is actually AT and T. We've actually done some consulting with them as well. So that's well, uh, not really a small business. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, we 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 worked with all sorts of different sizes of businesses. Um, really, it's just you know, can you work within our model and you know use our experience to help leverage it against your business? And because once we know that we can help you be successful, we ultimately become successful as well. So it, it's a partnership with us. Right. And how does that work? So, you know, if let's say you generate X amount of revenue for a, a, a client, is, is there any kind of like guarantee? Or, I mean, maybe guarantee is the wrong word or just uh, you just you can predict um, how much you could potentially earn after looking at, um, at yeah. their, their business. Yeah, so, you know, with our new uh, patient rush system, you know, it's heavily focused on, you know, the medical arena um, and, and new businesses in that area. Um, what we do is we like to start out with a 90-day campaign. So there's a start date and an end date, and we're implementing our tried-and-true system. That system, you know, could be the lead generation, consulting, bringing all the automations into your practice, um, it might be, depending on which package you get, we also do omnipresence, um, we do social media management, and then we also do web development. We fly out to clients and we do video services where we're creating video brand, uh, branding through videos, we're creating branding kits, we're doing photography, like, so depending on whichever package, but all of those are within a 90-day fixed um, campaign. What we want to be able to do within that 90 days is to implement all of these things and be able to tell you what that metric is for every dollar that you're spending. If everything that you're delivering can stay consistent and be at a five star level, you are going to make $3, right? We, we know that from an industry perspective, the best practices, cash practices, medical practices, and businesses in general have a closing rate of 20%, right? So for every five leads that come in, can you close one of them or two of them, right? If you can figure, if you can make sure that your practice closes on that, your practice will grow. So we need to figure that out in the first 90 days. And once we figure that out is where we, you know, basically ask the question, is this a system that can continue on for your practice? And if we think so, as well as you, that's how we move into, a, you know, a longer agreement from there. Okay. And is there kind of like a, a starter process, like um, get your feet wet with us, like beginners? Uh, so like a lot of my nurses are between like zero and 50,000, right? So in, in revenue at this point. Um, so, you know, I don't know that they would have you come out and, <laughs> and do uh, um, 
video production for them? Because that sounds kind of expensive, but um, is there like a starter program? Yeah, you know, the, the reason that we built these new, the patient rush system is so that we can be cost conscientious. And so, you know, our services range within that 90 days, anywhere from like $1,500 a month, all the way up to twenty-five to $3,000 a month. Um, but it's just fixed for those, you know, first 90 days. That's what we're looking at. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, some of those pricing, you know, we have specials and things like that. So it really depends on the need and really depends on where you're trying to get to. Even though you're at zero to $50,000 in revenue, that you have to make some sort of investment to get to that next level. And, you know, it's very hard for us to talk to someone who wants to make multi-millions but only wants to spend $50, <laughs> right? And so it has to be a fit on both sides and that understanding of, hey, this is an investment. We need the business owner to also treat it as an investment as well because the more involved that you are, the better the system is going to work for you. Right. That makes sense. So in 90 days, you do lead generation, um, social media management, web development, branding kits, video production. Video production. I mean, we fly out, we'll do pictures for you. Um, we build it, we brand you. So we'll give you a branding kit. Um, as you know, like sometimes when you want to make t-shirts or scrubs or something, they're asking like, what are the official colors you need to use? And people are mm -hmm. scratching their head. Like, I don't know what those hex <laughs> codes are. Yeah. I just used that blue. It was pretty. Look at this picture, right? <laughs> we standardize all of that for you. So now you have a Bible, your branding Bible for your business. And so we, we throw that in because we know that's important. And, and the reason that we also do it is we need to get your okay. If your branding is you know, signed off, then we know how to build your website so that it matches. If you're, if you sign off on that branding, we know what your social media should look like, right? Like, so it has to tell that consistent theme across all channels. Mm -hmm. so that's why that is a very important piece. Right. Um, so what is the, um, what is this patient rush that, that you had mentioned? Yeah. So patient rush is basically these, these we have three packages. One is kind of our starter package, which is more focused around lead generation, bringing in traffic into your business very quickly. Um, our second package is the lead generation plus what we call omnipresence. Um, and that's the idea that you're surfing the internet and you see your business banners everywhere, right? Like you might see it from Amazon. You, you click on a product that they have and you may not buy it, but then the next thing you know, you're on a different platform and it's like, oh, that's my product I was looking at and it, it, you just <laughs> it's following me right? <laughs> right so we want to put your ads all over you know whether it's e-channels website ESPN Yahoo Bing like we, we're gonna put you everywhere um, and then we also handle social media so that's where what we do in our second package um, along with the, the revenue or the lead generation our third package is all of that plus we do the branding we do the website development. We do um, videos where we come out to your business and create. We have a whole system on that. Um, we'll do photography. Um, we'll do your branding kit. Basically, it's everything that you need to do to really grow your business really fast within 90 days. And so the really, when we talk about patient rush system, it's just A, B, or C. We're going to implement that very quickly and give you results within that 90 days. That's our focus. I mean, that sounds super fast, 90 days, <laughs> you know, not like going from zero to like 180 in 90 days. That's amazing. Yeah. And that, that's why like we want to be selective in who we bring on, because if you're not fully invested into this, it's not going to work. Right. Because if you're, you know, 
if this is just kind of a side project for you and you invest into us, you're going to be struggling the whole time because you're, we're not getting your devoted attention into it. Mm-hmm. And so that's why it's, it's built as a very canned turnaround system. Now we do have other clients who are extremely large or, you know, growing in different trajectories and we do custom packages for them. But within our patient rush, it's, it's really meant for, you know, we, we have the system down to a T. So if you want to grow with us, we can help you very quickly. Okay. And it's a system for small practices or medical clinics or aesthetic Med spas or things like that. Spas. Like, yeah. And a lot of people do, um, injections, Botox that they have those kind of clinics running. Exactly. Yeah. We're seeing a huge rush in, you know, Botox in the aesthetic space, Juvederm and those products. Um, we're also seeing a lot of stuff in the lasers. Um, so, you know, in mode products, uh, cool sculpting, um, you know, Bella shape and Bella shape and all those products. So that's kind of another area that we've seen a lot of trajectory in. Another really popular one is IV therapy. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really huge. Um, you know, if people are looking to bring that, we actually work with a consultant who he helps existing practices for, you know, bring in another revenue line and doing IV services for you. That's not really part of our services, but we have that contact. So if you're looking for a consultant, we can get you in touch with, with them as well. And that's what they do. Yeah, that's a that's an area of huge huge interest, um, especially in my group, uh, the IV hydration. So, um, and then I guess the other question I have is like, does this work as well for just let's say um, uh, the service industry in that uh, it's not a clinic, but maybe the the nurse is a coach, you know, like a, a cancer coach or um, you know something along those lines. Yeah, you know, really, so we have two lines of it. One is, you know, more in the medical space, we call that the patient rush system. And for traditional businesses, we call it the client rush system. Um, We work with a lot of different businesses. I mean, we've grown the agency extremely big um, and just getting our hands in a lot of different industries, but a good portion of it is in the medical space. Um, We are always happy to talk to people and really figure out if you can fit into the system. We, We need to have that you know, just that exploratory call to feel each other out to make sure that if we implement this, is it going to work for you? There are, you know, these one-off cases where if, if you're a coach, for example, and you, you can only take in 12 customers a year, we may not be the right system for you. Right. Right? That would be a nice problem to have. I would love just having 12 clients a year. Right. Right. And so like, we, we just have to have that conversation to really figure out where we can fit in with each other. Okay. Um, so Sharina is asking, you know, what are some of the worst things that you could do in marketing? <laughs> well, you, know, you probably have a caseload of those. Yeah. Yeah. One of the worst things that I would recommend, not recommend doing is blasting customers. Oh God, that's so painful. Yeah. We have seen that happen to where we're playing a lot of, uh, PR help along the way where it's, you have, you know, a bad customer coming in and we see business owners who want to be on the uh, forefront thinking that that bad client is going to leave a negative review. They're out there on social media saying, Oh, we have this angry customer. Da, 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 da. You know, don't do this or don't, if you see them in your business, don't do that. You're just <laughs> going to cause a war and no one, right? Like that is by far the number one thing. Um, number two is not doing anything mm-hmm. because you're scared. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I think that is just as bad as not doing it. Like if someone comes to your, 
your Facebook page or to your website. If your website, if it's hasn't been updated since 2006, <laughs> people are going to question like, are you even in an existing business anymore? Or if you go to your Facebook website and it says like, there's been no posts since 2012, you're like, what do you not like people or are you not sociable? <laughs> yeah. Like that's just as bad. I mean, sometimes it's that obvious because like, I had one girl in one of my groups not this one, but um, she was like, I am not getting sales. Can somebody look at my website? So I'm on our website and it's all this fall collection. I'm like, but it's February. <laughs> why, <laughs> yeah. why is your fall collection still yeah. up? You know, and, and the other thing too is knowing that consumers or patients are not very quick to just make a decision right off the bat. That's a very small percentage. You need to know that there needs to be education along the way. You need to educate and constantly, you know, just remind your, your leads, your clientele, everything about everything that you offer because people just don't know and don't, don't make the assumption that everyone knows as well. Yeah, I've, I've made that mistake. I've taken for granted that, you know, everybody knows what I do. And if they want to work with me, they'll, they'll sign up. And it's just kind of like, how's that working for you? That's <laughs> yeah. no, not working. <laughs> yeah. It, and, and the other thing too, uh, mostly with standalone brick and mortar businesses is knowing your value ladder. Mm -hmm. think, you know, in marketing, if you don't understand that, a lot of times people are just focused on their highest ticket service or product. But there's a better model in saying, let's go after kind of our entry level services and products. Let's build up the trust and authority in getting people there. Once they're in the door and you've shown them that you're capable, look at my great facility, look at my great team. Once they get that feeling, it's very easy to sell them on saying, look, you came in for this one product. Have you considered these other things that pair well with that entry level service or product that you've gotten? Right. Yeah. So having kind of like a, even for coaches and stuff, like a, a $7 product or something, and you just really over deliver on it and have, they have this great experience, they're much more likely to spend more money with you as opposed to like, you know, coming cold and, and pulling out $5,000 because it just doesn't happen. Exactly. There's a saying, you know, a buyer is a buyer is a buyer is a buyer, right? They're always buying from you once they open up their wallet the first time. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, get them on something low and it makes the conversation a little bit easier. Now, if you're only a high ticket provider or, you know, you only sell those services, you just have to understand that your volume of leads decrease, right? But the conversion increases, right? So if you're used to, like, if you're, if you're a coach and doing $7 products, you can probably bring in, you know, hundred, 200 people and get that, you know, a small, uh, people interested, but a small conversion of them will actually buy, but it's a volume game on the high ticket stuff. You might only get 20 people interested and only close two of them. But if you look at it from both perspectives, you might equal out from a dollar figure amount. Mm -hmm. Right. And so like, that's where we need to get, build that strategy to say every dollar that you're spending, you're making $3 on the back end. Right. Right. So you help them build that entire back end as well. So from the the first offer to all the back end offers, do you do like the the email copies and stuff like that? Or yeah, so so we do a little bit of email. Um, really, our primary focus is if someone is coming interested into your business or your practice, what is the fastest way to get a hold of them? And right now, it's text messaging and calling. And that so, is good because I know that if somebody called me twice and left in a voicemail, I'm certainly going to listen to the voicemail at least. Exactly. And, you know, I, I think 
email while it works it's it's we do that we don't use it as kind of our primary function because it's kind of like mail 10 years ago where you hated going to your mailbox because it was just a stack of advertisements and only one real letter and that one letter was a bill right? <laughs> now 10 15 years later you're actually kind of interested to see like what cool letters or whatever that someone has sent you it's you know I, I think people find value into that but email has kind of turned into that where it's more junk it's more newsletters it's more advertisements and stuff like that so people are slower to check it mm -hmm. and so but people there's a 98% open rate on text messages you know it, like that's huge so why not just work that channel just so that we can help increase revenue very quickly Right. That's awesome. Uh, the other thing uh, Sharina had asked was just uh, the best thing to do in marketing, um, which is kind of a, a broad question, but you know, it might be a nice way to kind of sum up um, everything that you're, you've been saying and, and talking about just kind of the best things to do. Yeah. The best things to do is, you know, being out there, being social, um, engaging with your audience, you know, whether it's getting on video, whether it's doing factual informative post and educating your clientele that is probably the number one best thing that you should be doing and if you could take it another level and do it through video you're going to be so far above your competition because no one loves doing video ironically even though you're you have a very expensive camera on your phone just doing video and you don't have to run any ads to it or anything like that. Just putting that content out there, it's going to help you in the long run because video is going to be there forever. Yeah, I think that's, yeah, the video, that took me so long to get used to video. Oh my gosh. But I mean, once you start doing it after a while, it's just kind of like, okay, you know, I got to get, the, it takes me like an hour to get a one minute video done. And now it takes me like two minutes to get a one minute video yeah, done. Yeah. You know, a lot of times people feel like, oh, I need to have a script or I need yeah. to know what's going on. I think people are, people prefer when it's off the cuff, right? Like even this, this Zoom call, you know, this going live, <laughs> like it's off the cuff and we're saying us and ums and all that. I think people appreciate that because you see the genuine side of a business owner. Right. And you see like their true intent of what they're trying to provide impact to the world. When it's very buttoned up, it's very, you know, you can tell someone's reading off a piece of paper. I think people get turned off by that. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, the more polished the videos are, I think, you know, and it seems like the influencers are really going back to the iPhone and, and ditching like the made the polished, um, you know, let me sit here and be perfect uh, type videos. And right. And, and that's where, you know, Facebook Live, Instagram stories, Facebook stories and all that. People want to see, like if you were clicking through those and you saw a very well-produced video, you just skip over it really fast because you're like, oh, this must be an ad. Yes. <laughs> right? But if it's someone who's just going selfie style or, you know, someone talking to someone else, they're going to stick around and watch it. Right. And I think that's the key too, because people love, 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 love to buy things, but they hate being sold to. So it's a weird thing, right? It's a very strange thing. Yeah. Like I hate being, like I run away from sales agents, but I'm always like looking for things to buy. Right. Like I love buying stuff. It's so much fun, but yeah, um, yeah I just don't want to be sold to. And I think that's kind of like a marketing technique that you really need to, to take home and, and run with. Cause I get a lot of people, um, you know, one of our rules is no spam or, or self-promotion promotion and stuff but you still get people their very first post is buy my stuff buy my stuff and we're like who is this person like right. you, know, you have to yeah. earn that right to, to sell to us exactly so 
Um, all right, Robin. Um, so I have your website uh, at innovatefast.com and I have that posted in the group. Are there any kind of uh, last words that you want to say to the group before we sign off? You know, first, Katie, thank you for having me on. You know, I'm very appreciative, you know, that you asked me to be here. Um, if anyone's interested or, you know, just wants some tips or anything like that, feel free to reach us, um, you know, our main number is 972-755-1411. You can contact us on Facebook, Instagram, um, come to our website, shoot us an email. I mean, we'd love to just talk to you. And, you know, even if we can't work together, we're going to give you so much value that you can take it home and, and do it yourself. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. And I put your email um, or Alex at Innovate Fast up as well so they can contact you if they have more questions. Perfect. All right. Well, thank you so much.